Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn how to document their family history and celebrate their discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny, and we're the two blondes here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Every two weeks, we will cover a new topic to help you document your family history. Our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, is a place where you can find additional materials on the topics we discuss, including forms and resources. Please email any questions or comments to us at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 12 of the Genealogy Happy Hour. Today, Penny and I are going to be talking about land records, deeds, and tax lists. But before we get to the documents, Penny, we've got a couple of things to talk about. First, we've got a wine. We do have a wine, and our wine for this episode is Luna Nuda. And Luna Nuda means naked moon, and it is an Italian wine. Um, very delicious, soft lemon and lime flavors with a little bit of apple. Uh, so, I mean, just one that goes down smooth and easy. And the, the funny story about this wine is Amy was up in Gainesville doing some research, and I was here doing probably not research, but we were gonna we we're getting ready for our podcast, which we were going to do last night. And so we both stopped at the store for wine and both bought the exact same bottle of wine. Without speaking to each other, without even knowing this nope. is what we were doing, we both stopped and we got the same bottle of wine. So, so yeah. Very weird. Yeah, very weird. Is that a blonde moment? I don't think that's a blonde <laughs> moment, but maybe we can call it a blonde it's moment for us. It's, it's two blondes in a bottle. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, in other news, we were uh, approached by Cosmic Girl Stacy Marie from Cosmic Broadcasting, which mm-hmm. is a... Um, has hosts radio shows and she has a radio show cosmic girl and her husband listens to us and he thought we would be a good guest for her show and we were interviewed by her last week she was very nice she's a wonderful host and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun a lot of fun so, yeah. talking about genealogy is always a lot of fun yeah. so that yeah. that was a that was really good for us yeah it was very very nice all right, so let's get into it. So right. you, everybody out there has done a lot of research with some of the basic things, you know, all the things that we've gone over so far, and now we're going to get into land records, deeds particularly. Deeds are wonderful genealogical tools. They are wonderful records, uh, and but I will admit they are kind of boring and dry, and it takes a lot of reading, a lot of deciphering, hard handwriting, um, but the effort is always going it's, it's usually going to be worth it. Yeah. So um, before you can look at the deeds, though, you need to figure out where you got to get the deeds. Um, land records county, at the county mm-hmm. level, um, are kept at the county courthouses. Um, sometimes they're microfilmed. Most of the time, they're just in the big deed books. And you are actually going to be looking at the big, heavy 20 pound books so that's going to require a field trip it these definitely require a field trip deeds are not digitized um there are some land grants that are digitized but the county deeds are not digitized they're not filmed um the indexes are filmed but you do have to make a trip uh, so then at least by having the index filmed you'd know what was there exactly it's even worth the trip often yes nothing would be worse than making a trip somewhere and then there's nothing right yeah um 
Unfortunately, around um, the latter half of the 19th century, a lot of times the indexes were indexed simply by last name, first two initials. So huh. it may be helpful, it may not. Right. You know, but uh, you need to know where to go look first. So you're going to go back to your census records, which we've already, we've already gone over. Mm-hmm. You're also going to look at the tax records, the tax lists, to see if your ancestor was taxed or was a resident of this particular county. And that's how you're going to sort of pinpoint where you start need to start looking. Now, you also need to look in the adjoining counties, especially if your ancestor owned property near the border of mm-hmm. one particular county mm-hmm. um, line. And also the parent county or counties, if the county that he you found the land in, um, if he had been living there for a while, mm-hmm. the parent counties, he may, he may have had deeds um, filed there prior to the current county's formation right. date. So it's a lot of rolling up your sleeves, going to the county courthouses, blowing off some dust on some books, yeah. and uh, really delving into those. Right. And just remember, when you're looking at the census forms, uh, some of the census asked if you owned or rented a home. And that, that could be your clue, because if you, if you see that they have an address, that doesn't mean they own that home. So if that, if that is one of the census that asked own or rent, that could narrow down at least a home property. Might not be farm or whatever, but... The other yeah. tricky thing that we need to remember about deeds is that it is not required by law to, to file a deed with the, um, with the government. So... If you can't find deeds, if you, you think, you see your, your ancestor in tax records or on the census, they owned property, but you can't find any deeds, it could be because they just never filed them. Right. But they did have to pay taxes on this stuff. Correct. <laughs> there is no country that says, sure, you can have land and property and don't have to pay taxes. So, yeah. So, why, why are we looking at, at land records and, and deeds? Well, because you're going to find several things of genealogical importance you're going to find hopefully relationships that's really the number one thing that you're looking for is relationships and you have to keep a very broad genealogical research mind when you're looking at these records because you need to be not only looking at your direct lineal ancestor and their parents but also their siblings because oftentimes a deed or a family record could be recorded under one of the siblings' names with et al. after it, et al. being the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. So, um, or you could find very important genealogical information about the parents in some information that's been filed under a sibling's name. So you're going to be looking for a lot of names in these records. Right, and some of them, when they list, uh, might list children if they've parceled off different sections to their children, mm-hmm. will have the children's, um, especially if it's a, a female, who they're married to. And that uh, gentleman might be referred to from then on rather than the daughter. Very good point, yes. Um, usually the, the wife's husband will be mentioned rather than mm-hmm. the daughter. Mm-hmm. It will be her husband. So it's yeah, her, so, so much good information out, out of that. So you'll have... The person who's owning the land, maybe his spouse, maybe not, but sons. Um, so you've got that relationship thing going, which is so important. Um, and um, so when you're looking for deeds, uh, <clears throat> the most common one that is the most common deed that's recorded is a warranty deed. 
which is the best type of deed to have on property. Um, the seller is is warranting that there's nothing, there's no liens on the property, and, and the seller can be sued later on. Um, and um, it's fee simple. There are also quick claim deeds. Often those are used perhaps um, if there's a boundary issue, a surveyor um, mm -hmm. mistake, mm -hmm. then a quick claim deed will be filed. And or um, parents or um, um, giving a, as a gift, a gift deed to mm -hmm. um, their child. Yeah. Um, so finding all these, finding these deeds, like you said, you have to go to the courthouse and dig them up and really go through them. And some of them are written in handwriting from from the olden days mm -hmm. and they that is a struggle to try to get that done it is yeah. um amy places um i know i've seen people you know when i'm reviewing some of these pioneer applications mm -hmm. that we do they'll have the the deed listed and in the original form mm -hmm. and then they have um the transcription um <coughs> written behind yeah. it that's yeah <laughs> that's always a good thing excuse me to do um usually when i go to a courthouse and i'm especially with well, anytime I go to a courthouse, I'm not really too much analyzing the information there. I'm looking for the record, I'm looking for the names, and then I'm taking photographs. Usually with my iPad, I'll take a, uh, or my iPhone, <clears throat> I'll take a, a photograph of it. And then when I come home, I go back over it, and that's when I start analyzing it. And then making a transcription is the best thing to do because then you have it written out where you can read it and you can refer back to it very easily. Okay. Are there places that will and I'm thinking not 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 a lot because there's a lot of deeds out there that someone has transcribed this already like when you are there is there yes I mean there are there are <clears throat> there certainly are compilations um, abstracted um, for different counties and that would probably be a, a good first place for you to look before you go to the courthouse to see if there's information that has already been compiled uh, and that might give the book and the page and it might just give a little excerpt of, you know, the, the grantor and the grantee's names mm -hmm. and just a very brief description of the property. Okay, and you can pretty much narrow down if that is your ancestor that you're looking for. Uh, well, you can definitely say, okay, yeah, all those names sound right to me. They look and good. it's about the right date where they, when yeah. they lived there. So that would be one that I would want to look at the whole the whole document. Yeah, just to, just to yeah. verify and have a copy mm -hmm. of that. Right, sure. Okay. Um, so... Um, in addition to the information, you're, you're going to see uh, that hopefully your ancestor has given some indication in the deed of the relationships. Sometimes they can be a little um, ambiguous, mm -hmm. and um, you're going to need you're going to be using that deed along with other documents as you analyze all the documents together to give you a better understanding of the relationships in that deed. Um, the best ones, of course, are perhaps um, partitioning off property after uh, a parent has died, the father's died, and so okay. the children will be then, um, each of the child, if the, if the person owned a lot of property, each child will be given a certain piece of property, or sure. it will be divided up. And then you, you're going to have to look at that entire document, which could be very lengthy. I just saw one that was about six pages, and oh it starts goodness. out by saying, you know, um, the of course the um, the wife got her one third dower, uh, 
and then the rest of the property then was divided between the children and each child was listed and it started off with to so-and-so and it gave a complete description of the, the legal description of the property and then to so-and-so and a legal description of the property and of course the heir that I was looking for was like on page five so because there were so oh, many children so you had to go through all so of that that yeah. is one complete document <laughs> all six pages was one complete document from yeah. the beginning until all that land was parceled off it was all of his oh my estate. goodness so but you're looking for for those things that say um, so-and-so a recently deceased or deceased of this county um, and then you're looking for heirs and a listing of, yeah. of the heirs. Well another thing that's fun about knowing where the land was if you live near there or if you're researching that area you can go and see it see where the Absolutely. property was. You and... can um, um, pull up Google Earth mm-hmm. if you pull up Google Earth and if you have the um, the township and the range which is usually in, in written in the descript, legal description, then mm-hmm. you can just put that into Google Earth, and it will take you right to that property where you can actually see, you know, the satellite view. Yeah. And sometimes you can even see if they've driven by. Yeah. You can see the drive-by view. But that will give you Absolutely. a better understanding of exactly where that property was. Yeah. yeah. And if you have a, a plot map that gives you the coordinates mm-hmm. of the – you can plot, plot those into Google Earth as well and mm-hmm. see exactly the boundary lines of that whole property. Yeah, Google Earth is fun it's kind of, it is. With, with that kind of stuff. It it's amazing. Yeah. All right, so um, you're looking for the deed is going to be transferring property from one from one person to the next, hopefully transferring from one relative right. to another relative. Um, and uh, the other thing you're going to be looking for is um, the wife in, if the property is being sold to a third party, Usually, the wife has to um, agree to um, sign away her dower rights to that property. Mm-hmm. Because if she doesn't, when her spouse dies, she can claim a third of that right. that land. So that's going to give you a relationship between a husband and a wife. Yeah. If the husband sells property, then she's going to be questioned, and she's going to yes yes record that as well yes uh but in addition there are other things that you can find that are kind of cool in the deed books um recently i was looking for a marriage record here in hillsborough county and the earliest marriage book we, we could find i could find in the courthouse started in 1849 and the county clerk's did were did not know where those earlier records were and they only go back to like i think 1842 here in <clears throat> hillsborough county we could not find them anywhere they said sorry oh you no know, maybe you know they got destroyed they were destroyed uh. the the marriage was in their index but the book and the page could not be located so after some more searching i pulled the first book of deeds that was recorded in hillsborough county and the film actually said that at the book, at the end of book A, deed book A, were those early marriages. Oh my goodness! And sure enough, so they in were. the deed book, in was, the deed book, were right. the marriages. Right. So those marriages, they started recording them in the deed book, and then as the county grew and the population grew, then they started their own marriage. Okay, so, and and here the the clerks down clerk there no did clue. not even know. Had no clue, right? Did not even know. Right. So you never know what mysteries you can unearth. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a courthouse and you're fortunate enough to go into their 
their archives where they keep uh, and their vault where they keep all of their actual deed books. Right. And here in Hillsborough County, those are kept off-site, so we really don't get to go in and see them. Everything's microfilmed. But the smaller counties, you get to go in and actually look through the know, books. Right. Look through the books, and you need to look at every book. I mean, look at the you know, open up the books, look at the books, look under books. You know, really start digging. Uh, in um, I was up in Kentucky, and we were looking at deed records. And it just so happened that this lawyer came in. He'd been um, practicing law in the county for probably 50 years, and he knew um, the the family. And he said, "Well, have you looked over here in these uh, land transfer books? Now, these this was a separate book from the deeds. This was just land transfer books." Oh my goodness! Books. Okay. And we were like, "No, we hadn't gotten over there yet." He's like, "No, this is where you're going to find what you, you know, what oh you really goodness. want." And sure enough, there they were. That's where I found that that six-page transfer of um, the deceased ancestor's wow. property. Wow! So that gentleman was meant to be there he at was. that time he was, to guide right. you in the right direction. So don't. I guess my, my yeah. point is, don't stop just with those deed books. Right. Look and see around. what else is right. in the in the area. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, you will also probably um, run across um, depositions and affidavits in deed books because those go along with perhaps um, the land was recorded um, incorrectly. I came across an affidavit from a ancestor who um, had sold property um, to his children and the children's names had been recorded incorrectly and by the county clerk. Um, some of the, the women, their husband's names were misspelled oh or goodness. written incorrectly. And so there was an affidavit that he spelled out um, who his wife was, when they got married, when she died. Wow. He listed my children are boom, 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 all the way down. Oh, that's like a gold mine. And my one son is already deceased, and this is the date he died. It, yeah, that was yeah. That was just like, oh. you know, you're just dancing around the courthouse yeah. at that point. It's like but, you won the Price is Right double mm-hmm, showcase, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there also will be uh, depositions. Depositions are usually um, sworn statements from witnesses. So that might be someone who has come to court to say, I know this person, I know, especially probably in a case where the deed was not recorded, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, I knew his father, his father gave him that property. So that would be something that would, again, this is under oath that the court is taking into consideration. Yeah. So that would be another source to, again, prove those relationships. Uh, remember that county clerks did not know how to spell were often not not good spellers or those that were recording and writing the information were not good spellers so you have to look under all spellings of your ancestor's name too all right that's a lot that's a lot you can find with these land records and deeds it is for sure and we did talk about we mentioned tax records at the beginning that those are some other interesting things and there's different kinds of tax records of course property tax records and then there's personal property tax records which you're taxed on your cows and your watches and things that you right like that Mm -hmm. right which shows that they actually owned right right because you're going to get taxed on all that stuff government's not gonna not get their fair share of your stuff um but one thing to remember is, and it'll also help you locate your deeds, is they're taxed on personal property where you live. You're taxed on property where you own it. You don't necessarily live 
on that property. So you might, I might have an ancestor in Henry County, Ohio, and he might own property in Hancock County. Mm -hmm. So if I find the deed in Hancock, I might think, oh, he lives there. Well, no, he doesn't. He lives over in Henry County, and the personal property tax records would be over there to show that he had a buggy and a, and a, um, you know, a cow or whatever. And the the neat thing about the personal property tax records is you can see um, kind of what gives you a little picture of what your family. Um, looked like at that time you know did they own a lot of gold watches did they or did they just have a sheep and a bucket you know what what kind of things were they were they, they taxed were on well, they were probably pretty well off if they if they were even taxed well that's on true that's true too. but what did they yeah what did they own did, you know and yeah. compare to your neighbors around them see what the other people on the tax list mm-hmm. owned and kind of you can get an idea of the whole mm-hmm. community and keep in mind that it was always usually the man um, of the household who was on that tax list. So they're mostly male names. But if you see a woman on there, um, or you know the wife, that could indicate that the husband has been, was deceased since mm-hmm. that last tax record. So then that's going to give you information. If all of a sudden you see the wife on there as being taxed, that um, the husband is deceased, and then you, that kind of gives you an idea of when right. he died. Maybe there's a probate record. Um, and using those indexes, don't be so set on the date. Don't, um, for instance, um, I came across a um, affidavit um, of a son. It wasn't the direct heir in 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 my line. It was um, one of the ch- the other children who came to court seventeen years later, and. Um, Gave a, a an affidavit that his of his, the date of his father's death. Oh. So this had to do again with wanting to sell some property that the that the children had inherited. Uh-huh. There was no record of sure. the deed transferring from the father to the children. But then this this son came to court and saying, you know, yes, my father died on this particular date. And it was actually in a couple of books, um, a couple of different books in the courthouse that that same date oh, showed good. up. So yeah. and that happened to be a, a revolutionary patriot. Um, so that gave his date of sure. death, and that corresponded then to um, the pension records of um, when yeah. he died. So, so every little thing has a clue in it to something else you can look for. It's like the never-ending search of you can always find something else to to find. It's you know it, this is a, this is the the, te- the tedious part. I would I will admit it's it's pretty tedious going through all of these deeds and all of these record books, but there could be a gold mine in there sure. for you and um, a big payoff. So, But plan to spend, if you're going to a courthouse, do as much research as you can ahead of time. As Penny suggested, look for any compilations of wills and deeds and marriage records that have already been, been done. And so when you get there, you will be ahead of the game and, right. and have an idea of where to go first. And then once you have um, access to that information, then go back and then dig up, you know, roll up your sleeves and then start digging through them. And just think, after a long day of all that research and tediousness, Mm -hmm. how wonderful that that bottle of Luna Nuda is going to taste when you get back. (laughs) Might take the whole bottle after that. You know, <laughs> and you might be able to read some of that old handwriting a little better yeah, too. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. Maybe <laughs> it'll all come crystal clear after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> so, um, and you, you, another um, op- 
another good thing that you might want to try first is if you are going to go search in a courthouse far away, and this is going to be a road trip for sure. you, yeah. go to your county courthouse first and just look at the records that they have available there. Kind of do a practice. Like a practice run. Kind of do a practice run, yeah. you know. Just pick a name in the index yeah. and then try and find those books. So that way you, it familiarizes your, you with those books. That is a good um, suggestion. All of the deed books, usually they're, they're indexed, again, because land records are so important to our society. Um, but you may find that maybe the first record, the first deed book is not indexed or the indexes are all mixed, mismatched mm-hmm. because the book mm-hmm. has been rebound and rebound. So don't just stop with, okay, I'm looking in the S's and my, my, my ancestor is not there. But start at the beginning of the index and go all the way through because <clears throat> oftentimes they recorded them. They ran out of room, so they started and then went back and did, you know, wrote the S's on the back of the A's or something like that. So yeah. You really have to be thorough. Very thorough with these yeah. records. Yes. So. Very much. All right. Good well, luck. good luck in researching those deeds and land records. Um, and hope you all find something wonderful. And, uh, and if you do, share it with us. Let us know what you find. And we'll share it with our audience. Yes, please do. All right. And so, Penny, what are we going to do for our next podcast? What's our topic? Uh, I think we're going to talk about um, another another uh toughie which is probate oh okay. probate records. Okay. so we're gonna go back to the courthouse going back Next to the courthouse we're gonna we'll get stick with that for a while are awesome records too yeah let's right. see what we can find there sounds good all right all right so until, until next, next time. time cheers cheers, cheers.